Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos Miami Heat podcast. Yes, that's right. We are back after about a month. Sorry about that. Um, work, school, a bunch of things. Um, but we are back now. I'm here. My my name is Ben Tovia. Luke is also here. Say hi to the people, Luke. Can we call it Sports Ethos? Luke, you can call it whatever you want, so long as we're making shows again. I want awesome. to wholeheartedly apologize to the listeners. Um, but we're back now. We are going to do our best to stay back and just be here. Um, hey, you know who else is back? Who else is back? It's the Miami Heat. They're doing well again. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they won two in a row. Um, ever since that 7-2 and two start, uh, they've gone... Nine and nine, so 500 in their last 18 games, but a 16 and 11 record, good for fourth in the East, um, with a brutal schedule, let me say. Um, they had their first three game homestand of the season, um, and they won two of the games, and it was the two hardest ones. But that's what we do, that's, that's what, what we do. We do. Um, and, and you know what? I think if there's one thing I can say about that, it's that the Heat clearly are mortal. At the beginning of the season, of course, we were very happy to see uh, the ball moving and everything going well. We've definitely learned since then that this team can and will be beat at times. Um, but I think we've also learned that. I mean, right now, unfortunately, uh, no T. Butler for right now, no Bam for the foreseeable future. But this team, I mean, we were really worried about the bench. I think there's a lot of stuff to be happy about. A lot of wins coming up. Um, tough schedule, maybe, but this team has shown it can do anything. It can beat anybody. Yeah, Jimmy out with a tailbone injury. Um, could hopefully will be back next week. Um, Bam, of course, out uh, four to six weeks with he had finger surgery. You saw him on the bench tonight in sweats and a finger splint. Um, tonight, by the way, uh, the the Chicago Bulls came to town. Your Miami Heat shorthanded beat the even more shorthanded Chicago Bulls one eighteen to ninety two. Luke, first okay. of all, can I just first of all, can I just say? I was very against this game being played. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. The Bulls are missing seven guys in the health and safety protocols. They're missing not one, their- not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven players for COVID reasons. When there's a new variant out. Including arguably their best player, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um Okay. Also, also missing both their TV color analyst and their radio color analyst. So that organ, that entire organization has just gotten completely destroyed by the virus. So um, yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly the media is important. Ben and I, when we haven't been recording, the Heat have been terrible. And it's only now that we're recording again that he are doing well. I mean, clearly it's important for the Bulls to have uh, their their commentators. Yeah, I mean, Stacey King, I like, and I haven't heard the Bills the Bulls radio uh, broadcast, but um, apparently it's Bill Wennington, which is cool. I saw him in the Last Dance documentary, and he's pretty articulate, so that's nice. Um, Notice how Ben has not gone against me taking credit for the Heat's recent wins. Okay, next section. Um, the Heat don't have Jimmy or Bam. That may be true. And the Bulls definitely have some all-stars. The Heat, unfortunately, uh, do not have their two best players. Let's, let's be fair. One all well. Yeah, I guess two old stars. Yeah, there's two in there. I, I there's two. Yeah, I forgot the, I forgot about that guy who's been terrorizing Miami for the last eight We're years. We're talking about Nikola Vucevic, of course. But the Heat did not need Jimmy or Ben because you know who they did have. Who did they have, Luke? They had freaking Kyle 
Lowry. They had freaking Tyler Hero. And one more thing, one more, one more very important guy that they had who I need to shun you about. And yes, we'll we'll get to some other uh, guys in a second. Luke, wait, hold on, Luke, Luke, Luke. What do you mean shun me? I love Dwayne Deadman. What are you talking about? Oh, that's not what I was talking Okay. Well, then you're erasing him. Let's talk about Dwayne Deadman first. Dwayne Deadman does the work in the paint. 12 rebounds, 20 freaking points. And more importantly, Ben, you want to tell me what's most important about his play tonight? He shut down Nikola Vucevic. He shut down Nikola Vucevic. And what do I win? What do I win? What do I win? What do I win? Nothing. The game. We won the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we, final we, score. Did I say the final score already? Uh, I think you did. If if you didn't, and we may just be repeating ourselves here. Uh, the score was 92 to 118, and um, obviously the Heat won because obviously. Um, but now I need to get to the to the being upset with Ben time um, because Ben almost trapped me. He almost manipulated me into agreeing with him, and for weeks and weeks, Ben talked shit about Miami's own Duncan middle name Robinson. McBride, by the way, McBride. Mc, Mc, McHusband Robinson. He said, oh, he can't shoot anymore. The gravity isn't enough. He can't do wait, other wait, wait, stuff. Wait, wait, he, wait. Said, he said he needs to be traded. We need to get Matt, uh, uh, Harrison Barnes, not Matt Barnes. They need to get Thaddeus Young. They need to get anybody who isn't Mr. Lethal Shooter, I mean, I mean, Duncan I'll... Robinson. Listen, I'll still take Harrison Barnes on this team. Enough. Enough. Is, I will not I, tolerate. Wait, look, look, look. Here's a fun game. Who's the worst player you'd trade Duncan Robinson for? Um, Brett, Bradley Beal. <laughs> nah. do, do you want me to give you a real answer or like... <laughs> Um, fine. Okay, for before we even get there, can we just talk about how Duncan Robinson is great and you're stupid? Because I think that's a really important point. We're not doing this after one game again. We did this after the Thunder and Jazz games, and look what happened. I'm just, it's there. He is a lethal shooter, and I promise you that... And, you're going to see for the rest of the season, Miami will run on Duncan. Listen, I hope so. I w- Luke, you know I love Duncan. I want him to do well. But when you are a... A shocker. Traitor. When, when you are a contender, you can't be waiting for guys to figure things out. And... Ben, oh, Benedict Arnold, you gave up on the great three-point shooter. You know how much this team depends on that guy. You cannot turn your back on him. Okay, yes, Luke, they depend on him. When he's not hitting shots like he hasn't been for the first quarter of the season, that's a problem. If he starts hitting shots again, great. Fantastic. I like that he's getting to the rim more. I like that he's taking more two-point shots. I like that he's getting to the free throw line. If you're listening to this, I want you to go on to Twitter and uh, tweet at at Karmic uh, Chemical Bird and uh, tweet, oh no, uh, tweet hashtag stop the Duncan slander. Yes, one more time. The Twitter is at L-U-K-E-J-O-S-H-W-E-B. Once again, that is at Luke Josh Webb to roast me, roast the ever-loving crap out of me. Go ahead. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Anyways, you want to play the The Twitter account you want to go to for me is at Tony Schwartz NBA. (laughs) Very important. That is the account if you want to flame me. Use that account. That is my that is my personal Twitter account. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be using that in a second. Don't worry. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, God damn it. Um, but but anyways, you want to play the Trey Duncan game, and as much as it pains me because I believe in that man, I do not want to trade him, but you want to play that game, let's play that game. Ben Nedict Arnold, who is the worst player you would trade Duncan Robinson for? And don't say James Johnson. So I have two options for you, Luke. I want to. They're both three-level scorers. Oh no! Would you, would you trade Duncan for a three-level scorer? Depends. Because, like, look, I, I, I despite everything I said, if 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 I was sent an offer I can't refuse, then there would have to be some thinking. But if you send me something, like if you send me somebody that's on the same tier as Duncan, I would not do it. Terrence Ross. You're hurting me. You're you're causing me physical pain. You are. You evil. You evil podcast co-host. Evil. Um I'm not hearing a no. Look, here's the deal. I the reason why Terrence Ross is such a great NBA player is because he's a three level scorer, but it's also because he's an athlete. That guy can move on the basketball court and he's just a great two way player. That being said, when you think about what Terrence Ross's role would be, it would probably be as a backup small forward. And you think about Duncan Robinson's role, there's nobody, and I know what you're going to say about Max Drews, but when Duncan Robinson is shooting like Duncan Robinson, there's nobody on the Heat who can match that level um, uh, sure. of three-point shooting. But Terrence Ross, while he has a great skill set, it's a skill set that I think the Heat are hoping that maybe Caleb Martin ends up getting no, that no, Max Strews no, no, ends up they, dipping no, into. No, 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 no. The, those are very; those three players are very different from one another. I'm just saying, if you want Terrence Ross, you get have well him soon, as a backup but, small forward. By the way, get get well soon, Caleb. Yeah, well, oh, so. absolutely. Uh, we didn't even talk about Killer Martin dropping 28 points on Giannis and Tadakumpa. And then dropping um, out of the rotation because he's in the health and safety protocols because we're not allowed to have nice things. No, and we'll, we'll talk about that that reserve uh, rotation, the, uh, the the underdogs in a second. But right now, I just want to talk a little bit more about the starters. Um... But anyways, I I just as great as Duncan Robinson as great as Duncan Robinson is, I think that there are players that you can trade him for, but I don't think that Terrence Ross is one of them. Simply because if you're looking for a backup small forward, I think that he has the resources to uh, within uh, Caleb Martin and Max Strews to employ backup small forward minutes. I just think, first of all, I wouldn't want um, Terrence Ross to be able to terrorize us as fans any longer. That's a reason just to get rid of him? (laughs) I mean, listen, man. There's four games on the schedule against Orlando that you (laughs) probably should win. But when he's there, you can't take any chances. No, but... um. All right, so also, I, I I do want to get to more of these examples, but well, do, first, you want to know who, do you want to know who the other one is first? Uh, we'll we'll a, get to that in a second. But, I, but wait, I, Luke, I, it's it's someone I think could really thrive here. Oh, oh, what do you mean? Well, I mean thrive like our brand thrive. new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Tell me a little oh, bit about yeah. them. 
So, yeah, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner, Thrive Fantasy. So uh, prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos. E-T-H-O-S. Oh, I'm proud of myself for spelling that correctly. Over at ThriveFantasy.com. Check them out. Check them out. Well, that was a very good transition there. I, I, I'm pretty, I, I got to go with the flow more often on those. Um, anyways, who is a player that would thrive? You might not like this one. I'll be honest. Oh, now, now, now you got me in the wrong frame of mind. I'm definitely not going to like him. Evan Fournier. No, no, no. No? I, I don't want um, um, uh, Evan Fournier more like Max Struess on a private browser. <laughs> no, man. Mm. <laughs> I just think if you get him away from New York. Maybe, just maybe, you've got something there. You mean like get him away from Orlando or get him away from Boston? or uh, Because they did a lot of... I mean, they they tried that already. I mean, yeah. But like, he was pretty good in Orlando and he was fine in Boston. That Boston team last year was kind of a mess. They still are. If you are Pat Riley trying to build a championship team, you are not trading one of your more valuable assets for fine. You are not. That is not basketball. That is not a smart decision. You don't trade for fine. You trade for good and then get depressed when they turn out to only be fine. So, Luke, who's the best player you'd trade Duncan Robinson for? Best the player, the best player, Kevin. Wait, Kevin, I don't trim for Steph. Now we have a point guard. Uh, um, I mean, the, who is the worst player you'd trade Duncan Robinson for? Yes, <laughs> no, um. The worst player I would trade Duncan Rob. Like I said, we're tra- you don't trade down when you're contending or even buying a team. You trade up. You don't yes, trade Duncan yeah, hold on, for. Hold on, hold on. I understand that. However, sometimes when an asset has depreciating value, you have to consolidate. That's just how it is. He I don't think he, he has depreciating value. I think you're selling low. You don't sell low. That's like against the first rule of business. He's got listen. He's got he's got 37 days to up that value. Is that true? I personally, I uh, no. That's when he can begin to get traded because of when that's he signed his contract. Oh, same thing goes for Kyle Lowry, but same thing goes for Kyle Lowry, but. That's Jimmy's guy. So even if a lottery is not getting traded, by the way, I know it's Duncan. By the way, I just want to say, Duncan I, is, we, we I, are doing hypothetical situations. Duncan Robinson Luke, will not be traded. Luke, I would not be surprised if he's not here by the deadline. I would. Uh, <laughs> but um, and I think the worst player that I would trade Duncan Rod, I don't think that he should make a major move unless and I count Duncan Robinson as a major move unless they're getting a player that significantly increases their uh, ceiling. I think the most likely thing here- and by which I mean I think that the guy on everybody's radar right now I think you can guess what I'm talking about. 
Harrison Barnes. No, the guy that literally every fan base in the NBA, except for one, is talking about trading for. Ben? Ben? No, Miles Turner. Oh, bleep no. Yep. No, absolutely not. Tell me. That's not a Duncan thing. That's a Miles Turner is a terrible fit here thing. And I honestly just don't think he's very good. I think he's great. Um, I think just talk about a center who can space the floor and more importantly, a guy who can move. Can he? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can he? Can he do what? Since when can he space the floor? I mean, he's always been a solid three-point shooter. What is solid to you, Luke? Give me a number. Sol- solid is not a, is a guy who attracts gravity, a guy who stretches. Because, like, Luke, I don't know how to break this to you, but, like, where the, where where's the number? 21% this year. This or, I'm sorry, that was, that was his first season. Excuse me. He's, okay, he's at, like, 40% this year. Yeah, but 40 freaking percent. Okay, but here's the thing. We're 27 games in. Last year, that number was 33%. The year before, that number was 34%. And, and yeah, now you're doing a double standard because now what you're saying is that Miles Turner must not be a good shooter because in past seasons, he was a bad shooter. And yet, Duncan Robinson isn't a good shooter, even though in past years, he was a good shooter. You, you can't do Luke, that. Did I, wait other. a minute. Wait a minute, Luke. Did I say he was a bad shooter? Uh, Duncan. You're saying to trade him. I'm saying, You're saying that, that I, he's not going to be as good of a shooter as he was before. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that looking at the way he's been playing and he has been making concerted efforts to do other things, I'm just seeing guys who are filling in that role well. And I'm seeing him like, how do I put this? I'm seeing him going through the same processes and not hitting shots. He's doing the similar things in terms of like the way he's getting his looks from three and the shots aren't falling. If he keeps doing the same thing and the shot, like, how do I want to put this? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word my feelings on this because they are really, I have complex feelings on this. Because and you know I, I like by the way, we, we have some pent-up energy after not potting. It's um, been a long time. We, we've been dying to yell at each other about Duncan Robinson for quite some time. We haven't even gotten to talk about Gabe Vincent and how what a revelation that has been. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say this. Let's put aside Duncan because we, we both have our disagreements there. And let's talk about some of the other incredible players on the Miami Heat. Look, you want to do this? Let's let's figure this out right now. Give me okay. a number game-wise when you would want to do the Duncan episode. Let's do... How many games into the season? How many games into the season? How many games um, into the season before you want to do the Duncan episode? Because we're 27 games in now. Let's say, let's do, and we're, we're going to knock this off, and we're going to turn this off so that y'all can look forward for the Duncan game. Um, let's do episode number, let's do this soon. Let's do 30. Episode 30. Three games from now. Uh, yeah, and, uh, can, can I change that? Can I change that? 30 feels like a bad number. Okay. Go, go right, right ahead. In honor of the best three-point shooter in Heat history, let's do episode number 30, uh, uh, Heat game number 34. Okay, that, that is perfectly fine. All right, and then we will fiercely debate. There will be swords. There will be, uh, I don't know, like uh, trumpets or something. There will be a keyblade that I own, and I can get my trombone. That's the best I can do. <laughs> There will be um, whatever I can find in my kitchen. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about a guy. Actually, no, I know who I want to talk about, Luke. Um, who do you want to talk about? I want to talk about PJ Tucker. Ooh, you mean the round mound of the round mound of pound? So okay, 
Nikias Duncan a few weeks I'm, ago. I'm workshopping these nicknames, by the way. Nikias Duncan a few weeks ago wrote a great article on how the Heat have unlocked P.J. Tucker in their offense by just utilizing him, him as more than just a three-point shooter. Um, And then he started, like, missing a bunch of shots. And so I was like, oh, no, he jinxed it. But, like, now he's doing other things, and he's just – he's so good. He's so good. He sets good screens. He sets great screens. He's passing the ball now. He's got, what, 13 assists over his last two games? He's rebounding at a high level. Like, he's... Uh, by the way, for, for anyone aspiring to, to act like they know basketball, the, the big difference between knowing basketball and not knowing basketball is whether or not you can tell what a good screen is. <laughs> I mean, between watching P.J. Tucker and Hassan Whiteside... No, 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 Luke, that's not fair. That's not fair. Because there's a lot of Heat fans who don't know basketball, and they all watched Hassan Whiteside for four years setting screens. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That, that, that was something. Um, but P.J. Tucker, great screen setter. And great. Very good. And, and by the way, when a guy like that can – I don't even have to discuss his defense because he's incredible. But when a guy who can do so many things like that can also be a threat from the three-point line, I mean, what, he's just like – it's incredible to have a guy like that on the court. Yeah, it is. Um, I just think he's been playing unbelievably well. Um, it's just right, like- so- he does he does a little bit of everything, you know, and that's like tonight tonight eight points, eleven rebounds, five assists, a block, and a steal. Really filling up the stat sheet. Um, and you know what that's good for, Luke? That's good for fantasy. Oh boy! Oh, it's good for fantasy. Listen, listen, please, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK BK on Twitter. Follow now. One more time, at E-T-H-O-S-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y-B-K. Check them out, people. They do good work. They they know how to spell fantasy. I mean, think about it, Ben. They're smart enough to listen to us. They must be smart enough to spell those words. Please, please. Luke, I appreciate you. um... What's the opposite of insulting? Why can't I remember that word right now? Compliment. Compliment. That's it. That's it. Ben, that's the ben one. Ben is not as smart as our listeners. Yeah. Um. That's what I'm. That's what my uh, my point was. I appreciate you complimenting the listeners, but they are not smart for listening to us. They'd be better suited using their time elsewhere. However, we very much appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, I would listen. I I'm just. I'm, I wouldn't listen to me about anything. <laughs> Except well, my Duncan yes. Robinson takes. They're very good. But, but you would listen to me, of course. I listen and that, to you, Luke. That's why we're here, to listen to me. Listen, yeah. all I'm saying is there's a reason there hasn't been an episode in a month. Yep, man. It's, it's because, uh, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been hurting the heat by not being here, of course. Um, anyways... Luke, you know uh, who else has been a revelation recently? Who else has been a revelation? Chikezi KZ Akpala. The other the guy new that we Small been... Ball Five. Look, I and this is one place where I can say, in, in my great wisdom, I have been wrong. I spent many an episode talking about how KZ is not an NBA player, talking about how the Heat should get rid of him immediately, except, oh, wow, what is this? 
I never said that. We're deleting all of our previous content so that I can say that I've never trashed KZ in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, um, I've never said anything bad about KZ before. He's an incredible player. Now, let's be fair here. It's two games. Can, can I can I can I be can I can I be fair here, Luke? You can be the Mr. Negative that nobody, even yourself, it's, has listened to. Luke, Luke, it's not negative. I'm just let's be fair. It's two games. There are teams that playing him as a small ball five isn't gonna work against. The Bucks are a team that he is like kind of built to play against because he's this long pretty athletic wing who can defend one-on-one at a pretty high level. Um, so it seems like Milwaukee. Stop, stop though. But like, like think about that before we even go on to the, to the butt of like, Oh, he can't defend this. We're talking about a guy who most, if not all heat fans wanted to get rid of from the team, a guy who was unplayable for the first three years of his NBA career, a guy who, I mean, I said absolutely nothing bad about him, but who a lot of people were saying that he shouldn't be in the NBA. And the fact that he can play him for significant minutes against two great teams it says something. Okay, but Luke, here's the thing, though. What did we say all year about um, last year, last season? What did we say all year about that Heat team? Um, when they were playing well. When they were playing well. When they were playing well? Oh, that won't last. <laughs> Don't get fooled. Yep. Let me. He did it two games in a row. That's great. He played 28 minutes tonight and had five fouls. 10 points, four rebounds. He was hey, about fouls. He was no, he was great against Milwaukee. Absolutely fantastic. The game of his life. He was good tonight. I really liked his activity. I really liked his effort. I want to see it again. I that that's it. I just I want to see him again. I want to see it again. If it works, great. Maybe Cleveland isn't the team to do that against, granted, because of the fact that they play like seven or eight seven-footers. Um, I'm exaggerating, obviously. Cleveland's our next matchup, and it's well uh, documented how they start three. Actually, three seven-footers on their team. Hey, um, hey, hey, no, no. Jared Allen, 6'11". That afro makes him seven, too. <laughs> that's fair that's fair um i mean please but yeah no that thing that thing is, that, no, that thing is better than gabe vincent that thing is bigger than gabe vincent it is, <laughs> but it's not better than gabe vincent at basketball he is but the afro isn't gabe's been awesome all right, let, let, let's talk about uh, uh, Gabe. Uh, meanwhile, all, of, uh, all of Heat Nation has begun uh, a 2K one-on-one matchup between Gabe Vincent and Jarrett Allen Daffro. <laughs> so my, my biggest thing with Gabe Vincent, and it's something I've been saying since beginning of last year, um, is that that dude plays so incredibly hard. I, ne- I want the shot to fall for him. Like, he's one of those guys, you watch him play, and you're like, man, that dude's working hard. Like, that dude is is really putting in as much effort as possible. And the biggest thing last year and near the beginning of this year was the shot's not falling. The shot was falling in the G League, but it's not falling right now. If he can get the shot to fall, there's something here. And, man, look, the shot has been falling. Oh, it's falling. It's falling already. 45% over his last 10 games, up to 37% on the year. Um, He's averaging over his last 10 games, 10 points, three assists, two rebounds, over a steal in about 24 minutes of work, shooting 40% from three. 
when we did our when we did our podcasts over the summer and i i know this is an unfinished product this heat team but the one thing that i was really really worried about is this heat death these guys may be good they may work hard they may be great guys great players but are they going to be good enough to go against NBA competition, the top of the top, on a nightly basis? And while uh, obviously unfinished product, we can't say anything for sure, don't be fooled, whatever. But Gabe Vincent is showing an ability to compete on a nightly level that everybody should really be excited about. Yeah. I know our guy... Um... Our guy Gad from Five Reasons is—he's a self—he's a self-appointed uh, Gabe Stan, um, and yeah, he, I know he's happy. I'm really happy for Gabe because, like, it's—it's it's good to see a guy like he's likable. He's a likable player, and to see him succeeding is is really nice. The last game against Chicago, twenty points. This one, eight points, eight assists, four rebounds tonight, plus seventeen. Um, he's playing some really good ball. Um, and uh, let's think, anyone else we want to, I, I do want to get to Tyler Zero in a second, but first, uh, I know I mentioned Kyle Lowry at the beginning of the pod, but can, can we just reiterate, because at the beginning of the season, Ben and I were kind of upset uh, that he wasn't kind of having a huge uh, scoring output um, and Ben has been especially upset given that he hasn't taken really control of the, uh, of the, uh, scoring, uh, even when Bam and Jimmy have been out. I know that's something that has upset you, but I think right now we're seeing what Kyle Lowry does best. He plays defense. He scores as much as he needs to. He's a three point threat. On every possession, and most importantly, he's a point guard. He had 14 assists tonight. He did. I just, like, my thing with Kyle is that in wins, he looks great. But when the team is losing and they need someone to step off offensively, he should be that guy. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely, I mean, you're absolutely right. But that being said, and here's where I'll kind of throw in the Tyler stuff. Tyler scored, I think, 17 points. Tyler, uh, yes, Kyle Lowry's the all-star. And yes, age is just a number. He's 35, but still a great player, Kyle Lowry is. Um, But I think the Heat really want Tyler Hero to be a leading scorer. And so I think in these games, which we've already, I think we've already kind of accepted that right now, Spo is tinkering with a lot of stuff, trying to make stuff work. And the number one, and there's, I think, two main things they want to do, because I don't think anybody is doubting whether or not Kyle Lowry can score. I think the main two things, right? Three things. Number one, get Duncan back into shape, uh, shooting shape, I mean. Get, make Tyler Hero the, uh, not necessarily the leading scorer, but make him capable of being the leading scorer. And lastly, make sure that the rest of the team is up to speed and ready to function as a fantastic bench. And so I think those are the three things. I don't think anybody is doubting what Kyle Lowry can do on the basketball court. So right now he's doing everything that's actually super, like that he's super incredible at. Here's my issue though with that, Luke, and it's that Tyler hasn't been starting. So early in the season, the first like 10, 15 games, Part of the reason why the Heat were such an elite team was that they were blowing teams out in the first quarter. They The starters would come in, they'd build a lead, the bench would come in, build on that lead, mostly behind Tyler. Jimmy and Bam are out, and the, the, the Heat have been getting off to really bad first quarters, um, and that's an issue. 
because you can't be you can't have your your best all around offensive player coming in already down nine. Like he's having to make up ground that he shouldn't have to, and he wouldn't have to if Kyle was taking more shots. I want to see a first quarter where Kyle takes five or six shots. Just see what happens. How has the scoring been in the last 10 games? The last 10 games? um, I can tell you right now. Um, About 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists, shooting 43% from the field, 30% from three. Yeah, I see it. Tyler Hero was uh, probably the fourth best player on the Heat at the beginning of the year and averaging above 20 points per game. Kyle Lowry is the second best player, the best player on the Heat team right now. He should not be averaging 14.7 points per game. He, like, he needs to be doing more, like, from a scoring perspective. I understand getting other guys involved, but like outside of these last couple games, other guys' shots haven't been falling. That's no, you're right. Um, well, I think that there's one silver lining it's that he has not changed in his status as an elite defender. No, yeah, he's been really good. He's um, been great, and he locks up his matchup and. Speaking of locking up your matchup, you know what else you should be locking up? You should be locking up your devices, right? So, and that means uh, it is the season of giving, but you should not be giving your personal information to your ISP. So on top of overcharging, your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browser history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. So take your privacy back. Lock up your devices like Kyle Lowry locks up his defenders with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Yes, they still have the old name. To get three bonus months on the 12-month subscription, it's super easy. Turning it on just takes one click, and it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months now. Once again, expressvpn.com slash H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, the old website. Um, So, I think the Heat have shown, and there's a couple takeaways from this game, and we're going to uh, do a quick preview of the next game as well. There's a couple takeaways. It's that Kyle Lowry can definitely score. He showed that tonight. But more importantly, the rest of his team is really capable of stepping up when they need to. It's just not... They're going to have to be able to do it consistently. They're going back on the road for another, what, four games? The schedule is slightly easier than it was to start the year, but there's still a lot of road games. Tell me about those four games. They need to come out of this this stretch where they have, I think, um, they're in the midst of a stretch with 13 of 20 on the road or something like that. Um, They need to come out of the stretch at least 500. Just push through. Get your guys back, get your guys healthy, and then make your stretch run January, February to the end of the season. So you're saying there's four away games and the Heat need to win two of them? Just win the games you're supposed to. The next four games, it's Cleveland. Cleveland is next one. Cleveland, Philadelphia. Um, Here it is. At Cleveland, at Philly, at Orlando, at Detroit. Those last two are games you should win. I think that's objective. Cleveland. Can, can he do a Terrence Ross rental? <laughs> Boy, I hope so. No, the Cleveland one is going to be tough. That team is good. They defend at a high level. Their They're just not a good matchup for the Heat. Their, their length is going to give Miami problems. 
Philly's an interesting one um, because they have been very up and down this season. But when their guys are healthy, I mean, Joel Embiid is a top 10 player in this league. Joel Embiid um, is scary without Bam out of bio out there. Seth Curry hey, is hey, also we scary. Same, we said the same thing about Giannis, though. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Philly, Philly's always a weird matchup. Weird things happen in games where the Heat play the Sixers all the time. Speaking of weird games, Orlando. Orlando, yeah, but that is that should be a game that you win. It should be, but will it? Most, yeah, I mean, I hope so. Detroit is another one that you I mean, should Cole win. Anthony is really good. Yeah, I mean, and then you come home for four games in a row, which, boy, is that... That sounds nice. And it's Indiana, Detroit, Orlando, Washington. Indiana, and thankfully, Detroit, that happens while I'll be in Miami. So I'll get to go to Morrison. This stretch of games right here, Luke, this Orla- Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, Detroit, Orlando, that is five very winnable games. Now, I know what people might be thinking right now, which is, wait a second. You think the Heat will lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers? The Cavaliers, they haven't done pretty much anything since LeBron has left. No, they're good. They're good. And so while I think that the Cavaliers may not be as talented as the Heat, um, they don't. They match up really well I, against the Heat. I mean, I disagree. I think with the Heat team, that that's out there right now they are potentially more talented um they have like five number five picks on that roster and that, that is true and evan mobley uh i'm not joking like, by the way no you're you're right that's a real um, stat bally put up on the broadcast when the heat when the Cavs were in town um last week who is it isaac okoro darius garland yep yep colin sexton Kevin Love. Kevin, wait. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I didn't think that counted because they didn't draft him. That's, uh. They didn't draft him, but he was a number five pick. It's it's funny. Who, um, who's the last one? Because Mobley was number three. Ricky Rubio. Oh, true. Mobley was number three. Should have been number one from what we're seeing. Um, I don't, man, I don't know. Kate's human really good. Slinky. I've, human I've been slinky. watching. I've watched an unnecessary amount of Detroit this season, and Kate Cunningham. Why would you do that? Because I really like Jeremy Grant. Uh, that's fair. Get well um, soon. Get well get soon. Well. By the way. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of NBA players have been dealing with uh, health and uh, injuries, uh, troubles recently. We're hoping all of them get well. Um, but Evan Mobley, I'm, I'm workshopping the, uh, the human slinky nickname. Um, the, yeah, I think it's good. Cause you know, he, he goes up the court, looks like a freaking shooting guard on the perimeter and then goes inside for a block or a rebound. And he like this all of a sudden grows to seven feet tall. It's incredible. Um, yeah, these but, are, these are games that he should win. And even even the Cavaliers game, you got Dwayne Demon at the five, you got PJ at the four. I I do not like. Yes, Mobley is great. Jerry Allen is great. He's probably going to dunk on multiple Heat players. And and Um, let's be fair here. Let's be fair here. At some point in this next week, most likely you're going to get Jimmy back. Yes, we we will be crossing our fingers for that. Uh, We. Always want uh, Jimmy to be on the court doing uh, the incredible stuff that he does. But I, I think that with this Cavaliers matchup, although it's tough just with their size, I don't fear anybody being guarded by P.J. Tucker. Um, additionally, I think that, I don't know, I, I'm excited to see uh, how, how do you exploit their size? Because I think their mobility is a problem, but when you've got your shooters in Tyler... 
They do like to run, but but do they like to? I mean, other than Garland, and obviously Okoro is a solid defender. Um, they're without Saxon, who unfortunately will be out for the rest of the season. But I, I just think that the Heat use their shooters properly, run a lot of motion, run that chaos Kyle, especially with the big men. If you put them on their legs, you can put them in some trouble. Yeah. Um, after the four-game homestand, which ends with Washington, the Heat go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games on the road, six of them on the West Coast. So it's at San Antonio, at Houston, at Sacramento, at Golden State, at Portland, at Phoenix, at Atlanta. Um, those first three, San Antonio, Houston, Sacramento, are games you should win. That Portland game is one you probably could, probably should win. Um Phoenix and Golden State are probably losses, though, because <laughs> Bam's yeah. probably still going to be out. Um, those I mean, are the best uh, two teams in basketball right now. Or, like, I, I think these matchups with these big men, with, especially when you deal with uh, three-point shooters combined with big men, such as Phoenix, Philly, you get into a bit of trouble without a guy like Bam on the court. But I also just, with the defense, and especially if this bench can keep up its production, obviously they get uh, Caleb Martin back. I think this team can, I think this team has a shot against anybody. I wouldn't put it past Miami to beat a team like Phoenix, even without Jimmy. I, by early January, they're definitely going to have him back. I don't think that's a question. Um. Yeah, we're, we're going to hope for the best. Um, and uh, I think we're going to sign off. But before we do, we want to also remind you all to use uh, the coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use the code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock the deposit match bonuses there as well. Um, anything else to say before uh, we sign off? Uh, That's it. Yeah, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people.